But yeah, strange fucking times. Again, I said a lot of dark shit there. I'm not depressed about it. I think things are interesting. <laughs> the end of this episode is for the real hardcore what's up, everybody listeners. They, no one will know what hit them when they, they, they listen to this one and they actually get this far. They're like, oh, fuck, you guys are going to Google some crazy shit. better I promise when you light it like this you get a really fucking good start that won't canoe when you have like a nice ember on the end that's evenly burned I burn until it's fucking white dude and I'll like I'll get a nice fucking warm up a nail level heat up on this fucking you know what I mean you gotta be careful though not to like burn down the paper but you burn that end perfectly just sets you up for a good time Set you up for a perfect joint. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 108. Was you look at this two weeks in a row? We're killing it. Life's been crazy this year. We're doing our best. Next year, well, at least by the end of this month, the boys will be in a new big commercial space. And there will be absolutely no reason we miss the podcast unless I'm sick. I just said family stuff. But sometimes we have to miss the podcast because of work and this and that with Bear Mountain Studios. A lot of the shit that has made me miss episodes won't happen anymore once we're in our new space. And my goodness, the electrical should be done this week and we should be getting in there September, um, I think 11th or 12th, to start building out our end of it, which is all the painting and remodeling of the actual structure inside. I just had to get an electrical upgrade first. You got to do the uh, electrical before you do anything else. Because if you do anything else and regional building comes in and they're like, hey, why is that like that? And you're like, hey, get the fuck out of here. So what you want to do is you make sure you get all your electrical done first, have it all permitted, inspected. And once they leave, then you can uh, do all your painting and adjusting how you need your space to be. Because it's funny. With a lot of these uh, public services like code enforcement and regional building department, they don't have codes or anything for what a glass blowing studio is or how to make a safe one. So if you're trying to build one going through them, you literally won't be able to. They will, not that they don't want you to, just they don't have any paperwork to show how to set it up safely and how to inspect it. So what you have to do as a glass blower is you have to just not show them your glass blower. You have to be like, yep, get all the electrical done, get everything done, and be like, yeah, I'm a manufacturer. That's all you can say to them. You start, as soon as you start talking about glass blowing, they're like, we don't have any paperwork that knows how to see if that's safe or even allowed here. And I'm like, Fuck, dude, people been doing this for fucking 5,000 years. There's got to be paperwork somewhere. My God. I mean, this shit's older than anything. Glassblowing is one of the oldest art forms on the fucking planet. The Phoenicians, I mean, they were doing it, what, 3,500 BC? Sailing their boats around, conquering people, making bongs, living the dream, man. They're killing it. But what do I know? I wasn't there. I like to dream, though. It's fun. History's interesting like that. History's probably my favorite thing ever as I get older, because then you realize, like, you can see so much hypocrisy in modern day times all the way down to solutions in modern day times of current situations. You find it in history. It's all there. Humans are simple creatures. We repeat patterns constantly. Nothing we're doing right now is new at all. We are no different than Romans 2000 years ago. We just got different toys. That's it. We're the same fucking people. So if you want to figure out what the fuck is going on in my life, why does everything suck? Learn a little history. You'll start learning things. But one thing I will warn when you start learning history, 
might make you really frustrated because you'll all of a sudden be in this position where you're the only one in the room that knows what's happening and how to fix it. Not that I'm saying I'm qualified to fix anything, but if you see the patterns humans, you know, constantly fall into throughout history, you'll realize, oh, so-and-so did the same thing and then this is how they got out of it. But yeah, fuck dude. A little, uh, I'll hit it a couple more times, dude. I, I like doing that, you know. I like to just really maintenance the fucking ember on the end. So today's episode, we're gonna smoke some weed. We got a bunch of different hash on the table. Fuck, I forgot my pipes over there. I'll go grab them in a second. We got this thing we'll talk about. <coughs> I have a honey jar recycler that we're gonna talk about and show off, and a uh, new uh, clear with full color perk double diffused. I'm gonna grab those right now though before we get too far. Just give me one second. Oh, the table didn't move. My knee did, though. Parts of my knee moved. I felt it. <sighs> I hit my knees a lot and shit. I'm very clumsy. It's a real struggle, you know, being me. Just being a clumsy guy. All right, so we're going to smoke these pieces today as well. Show these off. Uh, these are part of our Patreon drop that's actually happening today on a Wednesday. <sighs> that's why I would tell a lot of people, if you're having a hard time on the Sunday sales, join our Patreon. We do two Patreon drops a month. We do monthly giveaways. This uh, month, we're giving away a, like a $2,500 full-color Halo RBR. It's give, being given away tonight. But every, every, we've been doing it for eight months now. So we're doing giveaways constantly, tons of extra drops, live hangouts, all that stuff. So if you want to join that, it's patreon.com at Bearmont Studio or Bearmont Studios at patreon.com. I think if you're actually going to type in, it's patreon.com backslash Bearmont Studios. But fuck, whoa, I just hit my knee and it's making me sweat now. I notice when I'm in pain, my body starts, my body cries. As a man, the tear ducts no longer work, but the body will cry. You know, it starts sweating a lot. People are like, why are you sweating so much? I'm in pain. I'm hurt. Man. Truthfully, though, the only thing I feel like that can get me teared up nowadays is emotional shit. Like, getting hurt, it would take something pretty traumatic, I think, to make me cry. But, like, as far as emotional stuff, like, I'll cry watching fucking a Disney movie with my daughter and I see her get excited and I'm like, why the fuck am I crying? I'm like, did I smoke too much weed today? Am I too emotional? Probably. It's okay though. It's a nice way to, if, you know, it's, I'd prefer that to be the situation than to be crying because I'm sad or stressed or something. You know what I'm saying? Being excited when you see someone you love being happy. That's a nice thing. Always wonder if there's folks out there that can't appreciate that kind of stuff. You know? They just see their kid having a great time. They're like, I could care less. What's that like? They probably have a lot of fun. Their kids are probably really boring. My kid's fucking exciting, dude. She keeps it intense. I think anyone's kid, though. Any three or four-year-old is going to keep your life fucking crazy. But enough about these kids. I'm just trying to smoke this joint and get my morning started. I haven't smoked yet today. It's been a wild morning. Um, but when is it not? I find that Monday through Friday is just like intensity. And I just call it fun now because here's what I realized. It's a perspective thing. If constant things are happening that are intense and life-changing or sometimes, you know, scary. If I'm identifying it as intense, then I'm living a really intense, scary life. But if I start identifying intensity and fear as fun, then in my mind, I'm like, I'm having fun again today. Insanity. But 
truly as an adult in this day and age, you got to live with a little bit of insanity. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It really is. All right. So let's smoke some hash. I'll smoke a little bit more of that joint in a minute. <coughs> the problem with weed is it makes me really think deep. Whereas hash, I'm just trying to like keep my stay alive. You know, you take a dab and I'm like, okay, my body's just trying to regulate systems. We're just breathing. We're staying alive. When I'm smoking weed, I'm like cozy, comfortable, like, you know, deep thinking, or at least pretending I'm deep thinking. Who knows? Talk to a really smart person. You ever talk to a really smart person and you feel real dumb? You're like, oh, damn, I'm, I'm a dumb. Yeah, dude. That's why I don't leave my garage much. A lot of the people I talk to, I mean, I'll talk about history and stuff and people might get the impression that like I'm, I'm I have a little intelligence or something, but it's just, it's just a mask. It's fake. Um, but then you talk to an actually smart person that actually knows things and what's going on. Yeah. That's even scary. There was anyone know what's going on. Didn't I say I was going to smoke hash? I am like, let's just talk about this piece for a minute. Fuck it. We'll just talk about this before I smoke. I'm going to keep smoking my joint and talking about this piece. So this is something different. Um, so about like four or five months ago, I, this was actually supposed to be like a Patreon giveaway. Um, and I made this piece because I wanted to make a recycler with one of those, like a lot of people do them external. I've done external ones before where you can actually, the water will be draining out and you can like touch the water with your hand as it's draining down to the other drain because it like falls into a funnel. I've made a few like that, um, but they're never something I could like sell because I'm like, this is so impractical. You tip, tip it this way and then water pours out of it or it's like, it's just so novelty. So I was like, how do I make that? So like this one's huge, but how do I make that? So it's something that's enclosed that I could actually sell that you can like move around as a normal pipe and you don't have to be like, well, hold it like this and do that. Like anytime I'm making something and I all of a sudden start using it and I go, okay, well I'll have to explain to the customer, they're gonna have to do this. And then you're gonna have to do it like this and make this kind of water and that it's, it's no good. Like that's not a good product for me because I don't want, I want it to be really user friendly. I want someone to be able to grab it, just use it and not have to be a whole fucking thing about it. So this idea was I wanted to make a really high water flow, like one of those waterfall recyclers with the water drains. I'll just pull on it for a second, then I'm gonna talk about it more because there's like, there's a bit here. All right, did the boys take some water out of that? Hmm. Feels a little lower on water. I think someone took a little water out of it, but it still looks pretty high at the same time. Either way, I wanted to make one of these types of recyclers that had a really fast drain. A lot of these uh, waterfall recyclers or recyclers with a valve or a ball valve or anything like that, they have a very slow drain. It's and it's the concept's cool, but it doesn't look visually intense. Um, so I wanted to make something with a hot, way higher airflow, but there's some issues with that. Now the reason this had to be fully enclosed is to have high high water flow. I mean, coming out of this drain, I couldn't have a ball valve in there. Typically when you do like this type of recycler and there's like an external drain, there's like this little ball valve you put in there that when you pull on the piece, the ball will lift up and close off the funnel so that you got air pressure in the piece. And then when you stop pulling out, the ball drops and then the water can drain out of the funnel into the lower portion. It's like a really simple system, but it's a way to have like using air and a little ball valve in glass. I should have brought the one out. I have, I have three of them here that I, I have made. Um, but I wanted, I, I knew that like to get more water flowing through the funnel and pouring out aggressively because I wanted like an aggressive, like you guys know how the RBRs have that aggressive drain. They're whipping the water. They're spinning quick. I wanted that with a recycler that like the water visually was dropping out of the funnel. A lot of people were like, oh, why didn't you make the funnel taller so you can actually see the cone? 
the idea with this, I don't want you to see the cone. I want you to see chaos up here and then the longest possible drop of the water. So you can see that thing just pouring out like a fucking faucet. Um, that's probably more what it's like. It's like a faucet. But to do that, I had to have the whole piece like enclosed. You can't like have the ball valve in the way. And if you don't have a ball valve, you have to have the actual faucet enclosed in something because or else air will just pull through that and it won't the pipe won't even work so i had to put the faucet in this like giant globe now let's talk about the actual recycler in here because the recycler in this piece is small and uses almost no water i know it looks like there's a ton of water in this this is a reservoir no percolation or anything grows goes through here when you have a pipe that has this type of function where it's like an open drain that's pouring out you need like a reservoir somewhere of water so that it doesn't bottom out the perks so that there's enough water so everything keeps flowing and pulling so this is a huge reservoir that's all this is the bottom of this is a huge reservoir the only part of this is the actual recycler where smoke goes through and it's like a pipe like if i took away all the reservoirs out of this piece the whole pipe itself would be the mouthpiece right here so the mouthpiece to this like donut section right here on the top where the water spins these two uptakes and this one donut in the middle this donut on the top is not a recycler this one on the bottom is not part of the recycler it's only this little tiny middle donut this donut mouthpiece these two uptakes it's basically it's like a really simple natural perk recycler everything else there is a reservoir to have enough water so this thing will actually function um and i wouldn't say it's perfect i would say that the way the function feels and the way the water pours out is as close as I wanted, I probably could get a little bit higher water flow coming out of there with some more adjustments on the reservoirs and how it's set up. Um, the big issue is, is that when you smoke this thing, after you take like your second, like pull on the piece, you'll have some smoke that gets pushed down here from the funnel. So what will happen is like a smoke bubble will get like caught in the drain and then it'll push like smoke, a smoke bubble down into the res. And when it's down there, it kind of gets stuck there. Um, so because if i try to pull hard to get the smoke out here water just comes up and it creates a water barrier pouring out of the funnel there's the smoke can't get to me so what i'd have to do on this piece which i'm going to do uh just to see if it works because this that's what this piece was, is for is to test things i need to pop a hole right here on the back and i need to pop a hole right here on the top of this mouthpiece and i need to connect a little like uptake that goes from there to there and the reason why is so that if smoke were to drop down into this it can be pulled out and up into the mouthpiece. Now, one key thing is, is this hole that I'd pop in here so that it doesn't fuck up the function, it has to be above the actual faucet inside here, that little like drip tip that's at the bottom there, it'll have to be above that. If it's below it, it could fuck with the function. This whole recycler is based on the path of least resistance. And um, because there's other ways the smoke could potentially go, this one's pretty dramatic. There's really no other way the smoke could go but up these uptakes, but like, Hypothetically, if there wasn't enough water in there, you could pull really hard and maybe smoke could come up this drain line and go into the actual um, reservoir of water. So there's a lot of uh, factors when it comes to making something like this. Um, it's a really big learning experience and it's really fun. This piece is huge and oversized. I would sell something like this, but it'd have to be smaller and much more refined. I had a lot of people that loved the function video and they're like, I want to buy one. Like, like, like so you should sell those. And I'm like, I'm working on it but this is like a slow, long process because I don't have a ton of time to dedicate into this one design and just sit here and refine it. If, if, you know, I don't know how many people would actually scoop in, how much time we'd have to invest, but there's a handful of things like this that I'd like to bring to the market. But there's already people that make designs like this that work awesome. I don't know how often he does them, 
but sun number four on Instagram, he does a really cool refined version of something like this with like a, like a faucet, like waterfall drain. I think the first guy I ever saw do it was in 2000, maybe 13 or 14. I think it's KRS glass maybe on Instagram. Um, a lot of people have done these like valved or waterfall drains or like external drain, whatever you want to call them. Um, this one's like an encased, uh, one of those because I didn't want the, the whole reason there's this giant bubble here is cause I just wanted to remove the valve marble, the valve marble I thought was slowing down the flow on the initial drain. And also too, I wanted this draining while you were dabbing. You know how the RBRs are spinning a tornado while you're dabbing? Some recyclers don't. Some recyclers don't give you a vortex until you're done hitting it. And then you then you sit back and you blow out your hit and then it starts spinning. I like how my recyclers are whipping a tornado while you're dabbing the whole time. But if it had a valve in there, the water can only drain once you stop pulling on it. So I was like, how do I make something that's high flow drain that has this function? So I'm still figuring it out. But you, you need uh, some sort of, it has to be encased inside of a globe in order for it to have like a sealed air pressure that, so you eliminate that, that valve marble. Um, just like a really, really strange function, but fun piece. And like when like you're pulling on it and it's draining, I love like how like the bubbles are like hitting the water and they're going deep into that pool of water. That was like, visually there's a bunch of things this piece did right for me. There's just like some mechanical things that I need to keep working on to find that sweet spot where this is something I could sell. Yeah, it's fun, it's fun. I've taken about 10 dabs on this thing and all of them have got me so violently high. This piece is one of the reasons I started smoking like more flour recently um, because I've gotten so stoned that I'm just like, I'm not having fun. I'm like, Oh God, I'm fucking wicked baked. But um, this piece has been doing it to me and I think it's that natural perk. It's cause it's just like gulps of like big pockets of smoke. If there was a diffuser in there, because right here, it's just this stem comes down and goes into this like donut right here, and then it just bubbles up the stems. So it's like a natural perk, essentially. Um, it's kind of like how the new perp skirt pieces are. If you've seen the, I think they call her skirpers or something. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't want to call Patrick's work the wrong thing, but um, he's making these really cool, like low water level, like low surface area. It's basically. And I think if we talked to uh, Perp Skirp about this, he would, he would, I'm, I'm going to say why I think he did it. And I think it's for the reason, if you look at recyclers from 2014 to 2016, 2017, maybe even 2018, if you looked at recyclers from like early on to like 2018, 2019, people are filling up the water level, like wicked high up the uptake. So do you guys remember the people still make them, but floating or floating recyclers, they call them. I think Perp Skirp was one of the first guys doing them. And a lot of people did them after him. I've made some floaters before. A lot of times you see someone that makes a floating recycler, they'll fill that water up so high. Like it'll go all the way up the freaking uptakes almost to the top of the drain. And it's like, when we first started buying recyclers, everyone kept the water level low. And then people kept putting more and more water in because they wanted them to have really aggressive tornadoes. I think Perp Skirp saw that. I think he was like, man, they just want the tornado. So like he made, he's making pipes now that are just, it's a tornado. It's like, it's a turp tornado. You know what I mean? Like he removed the whole bottom part of the pipe where it was holding all that water and adding drag. And he just gave you uptakes 
and the drain with the joint attached to the uptake essentially. And when you do that, you realize like, oh my gosh, like they're already gonna fill this thing up super high with water. Might as well remove some of the drag and all that extra resistance that's being put on the piece and just have a uptake with a drain and then put a nail on it. Um, I think they're really cool and I think that's probably why he did it is because he realized that like, holy shit, people are filling recyclers just so high. There's like so, so much unnecessary uh, space and water being used um in some respects you know what i mean everybody makes different stuff though but i think that's a cool concept and i think that's why i did it um but let's take a dab on one of my recyclers i gotta put some water in them i'm really not together today i'll tell you what that's all right i got some water right here i'll steal some out of this giant fucking pipe actually because even though it says smoked it's distilled it's distilled with hash turp distilled Fill this up real quick. Actually working really well. Oh, got some water on myself right as I said that. That's that's the Lord's work right there. That was the universe. I haven't even tested this piece yet. I'm like, hopefully it works. Because I'll tell you what, honey jar recyclers are harder than RBRs to make work. Let's see if this water level is right. Yeah, it feels actually great, um, especially once the nail's on there. Like, if I was didn't have it without a nail on there, if I was, like, going to a trade show and I was going to put water in a piece for people to pull on and test the function, I'd run the water level lower than this. But once I put a nail on there, it's going to be perfect. Um, I think I got my nail right here. I'm trying to decide which 10 mil I want, though, because I have a higher flow one than I have a more restricted one. Pull on this one more time. Think about it. We're going to go with the restricted one. May I ask, how did you decide which nail to go with right there? Well, I base the nail on how my body feels, how much energy it's going to require me to make the piece spin water and function and comfortably hit the piece. So I'll cover it a little bit and hit it. If the piece isn't working really well with a high restriction, if it's like I feel like I'm working my ass off for my dab, I'll throw my higher airflow 10 mil on there. But if I'm like, man, this thing rips with even a bunch of restriction on it, then I'll throw my restricted one on there. Truly, I'm glad that I have all these different nails. But I, I use different nails depending on the piece because we all smoke differently. And um, I don't like it to work super hard for my dab. Even though you'll see me sometimes, I say that, and then you'll see me hit like a Titan RBR, which is probably the hardest pipe to smoke, um, which is so much work you probably blow a lung out. But if I'm actually just chilling and smoking and not just taking a silly video for Instagram, like I'm trying to like not work super hard for my dab. All right, get my accessories out. Man, these hand ground joints feel so nice. They feel so different than a factory made joint. It's a little bit heavier duty. And I think we're gonna take a dab of some either wedding cake or GMO from Dab Logic. I haven't decided yet which way I want to go, but both both wonderful strains. I'll warm this up over here too. But yeah, this color is called Mischief. I believe it's potion, ghost, and pomegranate mixed. I think pomegranate's the base, and then I think it's a potion, then ghost on top. Or maybe it's a pomegranate, ghost, then potion, but either way, it's a tricolor mix. This is actually from PDX, but I think we're gonna make some of this color in-house because I, I wanna see how we make it. I think we can make a really nice version of this uh, three-color mix here. 
tricolor mix sounds better, I'll say that. I just felt kind of douchey saying tricolor mix. I was like, I sound like an asshole. Three sounds way more normal. Maybe it's a tray color mix, dude, because I just say tray flip, bro. Tray 60 flip. You ever have one of those kids at the skate park? Sorry, don't mind me over here just zoning out, heating up my nail, and now thinking about the kid at the skate park that talked pretty cool. Yeah, man, being younger was so much easier, but in the moment, it felt so much harder. You know what I'm saying? When you're a kid, you're like, dude, I just want to be an adult so no one can tell me what the fuck to do. And then when you're an adult, you're like, damn, dude, everybody tells me what to do. Like, <clears throat> it's weird. I think that's, like, the greatest, like, secret that adults keep from children is that, like, it's going to get intense. Like, you think, I'm bad. Just wait till the IRS finds you when you're older. Just wait till, just wait till you're... <coughs> government fucks you when you're older. Just you wait, kid. This, you know, me not letting you have this ice cream and not watch this show right now, it's going to be nothing. Feels like a lot in the moment, though, right? Man, me and my wife the other day were talking about, like, um, just being bored because we grew up out in the middle of nowhere, like dairy farms and shit. Oh, but yeah, we were talking about like how like excruciatingly painful it was just being bored. Like as a kid, like you're like an only child, like on in a farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere. There's no humans around anywhere. Your parents work in the city. They don't get home till 430. You're just like by yourself. Dude, I used to go crazy. I was like, I'm so I can't get any more bored. But now as an adult, I'm so busy that I almost like look for boredom where I'm like, damn, I want to be bored a little bit. Like I want a little less to do. Dude, is there like a mouse over there? Do you keep hearing that? What the fuck was that? Dude, I did too much, I think. I'm hearing shit. I, 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 you know, I don't like killing any animals. I had to kill a mouse the other night with a mouse trap. felt horrible about it. And now I think there's another one. See in those boxes? Sneaking around, bro. There's like there's not really any garbage out here. We keep it so clean. They still like exploring though, because I'll leave the garage doors open at night on the bottom so I can let fresh air in so like any little critter can just run in here. Hopefully I can scare him out. Hopefully it's not a mouse. I gotta reheat this folks. Sorry. You know me. Chatty, distracted. I have two dogs. They they don't even know about the mouse. Bane's caught a mouse before, but he didn't hurt it. He like just caught it and had it in its mouth, and then he like set it in front of him and like, was like licking it and stuff. The mouse didn't know what to do. Bane was like, "It's my friend, dude." I'm like, "Stop licking that fucking mouse, bro." The mice and rodents in Colorado have the black plague. Literally, our prairie dog population in Colorado is massively infected with the black plague. I mean, no big deal, right? Bubonic plague. The Black Plague, the thing that literally made the center of, you know, Europe, in, I mean, just decimated it for what? How long was that one? Is the Justinian Plague also bubonic plague? Are these all just little, like, outbreaks of the bubonic plague in fucking uh, metropolitan areas? I think so, because it comes from mice and rats. I mean, which, who was it? Was it, uh, was it in, like, England, or was it... Uh, France that 
killed all the the cats because they're like, oh, the cats are bringing the disease in. But then what they didn't realize, they killed all these cats, and then now the city got infested with rodents because there's no cats to eat the mice, and where the disease was actually coming from was the mice. So they actually killed themselves even faster. They're like, we got to get rid of these cats. They're making everybody sick. So we'll kill them all, kill all the cats. And what they didn't realize, the mice is actually what's bringing in the bubonic plague. Now we all have bubonic plague and no way to kill the fucking carrier of it. Humans are so funny. We're very convinced we're right in the moment, though. That's why when I look at any leader, any politician, any person on the computer or TV telling me like what's right or what's the right move, I'm like, you think you're right right now, literally. Like, we can dissect almost any time in history and go, wow, that was pretty fucked up what they were doing, huh? Like, it's nuts. That's I wish I wish people that were leaders in government and stuff would just look at themselves in that perspective too and be like, I know I feel like I'm right right now, but is this the right move? Like, I don't think they look at that though. I think they're looking at that beautiful lake house on Lake Cuomo in Italy and that yacht they want, and ooh, that that new that new Ferrari, yeah. Fuck, I'm still not good at dabbing. I was so good at it for so long. <coughs> now I, <coughs> I got sick and it <coughs> fucked my lungs up. <coughs> it wasn't the ten years of dabbing; it was the the that four days I got sick. These are wonderful, honey jars. <coughs> Yeah, that will, that will really get you, you know? Wow. When you're dabbing really heavy, and it's just kind of like, does it not get any super stoned? You just like smoking hash and like taking a dab every hour or so. <coughs> and then you watch a podcast or a program where people talk about dabbing who don't normally dab. And they're like, no, fuck that shit, dude. That shit's too much, man. I can't do that. And then I'm, I'll be sitting there, I'll be like, dude, I smoke hash all day. How are these guys thinking it's even that big of a deal? Oof. Boy, was I naive. You know, I forget. <coughs> <coughs> even a week off of not consistently dabbing, like every hour, um, shit's strong. It really is. It's crazy. I always want to smoke hash, though, and now I'm back with my flour again, hash and flour. But I'm mixing it up. I'll tell you what, it's taking way less to get me super stoned, which is really nice. It's legitimately been saving me money. It's pretty cool. Oh, man, but this honey jar cycle, she rips. Holy cow. I love the way the inline perk hits. <coughs> As a glass collector, when I was buying pipes back in the day before I was making them, um, the two perks I loved were shower heads and inlines. And I was like, man, someday if I ever make pipes, man, I'm going to put shower heads and inlines and everything. Cause I had a lot of tree perks and stuff growing up or just down removable down stems with my tubes growing up. And then I started going to head shops and there was a couple companies that had shower heads or inline perks. And I was like, these hit like a lot better than the tree perk or better than the, just that simple down stem or the dome perk. <coughs> and I became obsessed with the shower heads and stuff specifically from buying Pyrology's work uh, back in the day, just because they did a lot of really nice refined shower heads. And it's just really cool to see like where I'm at now. It's like now that I make pieces and stuff and just that 
I get to enjoy like these perks that I used to be so obsessed with. And I have to remind myself because sometimes as a busy person or a parent or whatever, you'll get so busy and caught up in life that you forget to appreciate how far you've come. You know, if you would show yourself 10 years ago, like this was your dream to do this, this and this. But if you're in the moment killing yourself, it's hard to feel like it's the dream. You know, if you're in the moment, like absolutely putting everything you got in it and it's not easy and it's painful. And But, but like your perspective of yourself 10 years ago, like you're living the dream, dude. You're just smoking weed all day, you know, making pipes. I remember when I was just a fucking dishwasher and like what little bit of money I had I was buying weed off the line cooks and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like. I remember being like a guy just like carrying shingles up and down fucking extension ladders all fucking day for roofers before companies would come and deliver it with a conveyor belt up to the roof and you used to have to actually carry, pat, like they dropped three pallets in a driveway and be like, all right, move that all up on that roof. Um, and doing those jobs and just looking out over all the houses and all the neighborhood and be like, man, dude, someday like I want to have enough money and I want to be able to like just have like access to good weed and fucking I want to be able to afford pipes. Um so weird like 10 years ago you know what i'm saying like now i look at myself i'm like in a pit of weed and pipes like i can't get out of it i'm surrounded. i'm like i'm so surrounded by it it's my whole life um which i'm grateful and i love it but it's it's like i said it's it's tough when you're in it to fully appreciate it sometimes unless you actively try to appreciate unless you actively go let me take a minute step back think about where i've come from think about what my goals were then think about where i am now and remind myself that you're doing all right um but that is very hard when you're struggling. You know, it's hard to have perspective when you're struggling. So I tell people perspective is a is a luxury and a gift. You know, not everyone even has perspective. They might never even know the word because their whole life has literally been such a battle and a struggle that they don't even have a moment to catch their breath and go, hmm, let me look at this in a different perspective. No, they're just like, this sucks and it's very hard and everything's hard. <laughs> like there's no room for perspective. You know, so I feel very lucky that I get to spend some time and reflect and, and have a little bit of it. But man, so cool. All that came from just talking about inline perks. But yeah, so I love the reason I love the inline perk in this design specifically. A lot of people are like, why don't you face the slits down? These don't function as good with the fits, the slits facing up. Those slits are facing down. You're not going to get an aggressive tornado. Uh, it just won't function the same. They need to be facing up with these. And the reason being is because it pushes all that energy from the perk vertically. If any of the energy is being pushed downwards, what's going to happen? It's going to fight the flow coming out of the drain. And if the drain flow is slowed down at all, this upper can right here will not give you an aggressive tornado. So you need all of that flow and energy being pushed up. And what's cool about the shapes of the shape of these pieces is it all that energy comes out of this inline perk that spans from one end of the can to the other. So it's like the whole piece all that energy is coming out and then it hits this condensed line like a wall and then just concentrates that fucking bubble of smoke and water and just blasts it into this uh, chamber and then it just drains super aggressive into the bottom. Like it's, it's perfect. I love it. But it like the inline perk itself though, that's, I've always wondered how these would hit with a shower head in them, like a shower head and then have it uh, coming out the side just like this. I might make a honey jar with like a big perk, shower head perk in it, but you have to be careful with a big perk. Um, because a large perk also removes volume of water out of the can. And when you remove volume of water out of the bottom can here, and this can still the same size, it could also affect function because if your flow is like, if too much of the water is coming out of the bottom of the can, like you're going to feel it, it won't feel as nice. It does feel nice when 
there's enough water and balance there that you're having like that perk constantly working. You don't want the perk to ever have a moment of open air lag where it just feels like it's just blowing air, bottoming out, some people call it. But even if you look at it on a video, the perks won't always bottom out on certain, I'm not talking about my pipes, I'm just talking about perks in general. Even if the perk doesn't bottom out visually, you still can get a feeling of like, this doesn't feel like it's moving water or air together. It feels like they've separated the two things. Um, and a lot of that has to do with like the volume of water in your, your, your main can. This is all recycler talk too. Not a lot of people, I guess a lot of people make recyclers now, but still, I still feel like recyclers aren't like the main thing. Like, you don't see like every big glass floor making recyclers. Like a lot of the big dudes are still doing like what they've, they've always done, you know? Recyclers are a whole different thing. Um, when I first started blowing glass and I was making recyclers in 2013, I'd go to trade shows with them and people, people would legitimately big glass blowers. People I respect to this day would walk up to my table and booth and look at it and be like, dude, these are not going to catch on. These are novelty. Like recyclers are like, that's silly. Like all you need is a two hole diffy in a tube. Like, and I, I agree that, yeah, all you need is a two hole diffy. All you need is papers. Fuck it. You don't even need that. All you need is weed. I will drill a hole in the side of a tree and pack a bowl in the side of a tree and smoke a tree. doesn't matter. I'll find a way to smoke the weed. You really don't need anything. But with that mentality, we probably wouldn't be getting very far as a species. You know what I mean? I explained it to my wife the other day with like something like with somehow some people work and it's almost like, you know, oh, this is going to relate to this. Either way, fuck it. Um, say there's like, a monkey laying down on the ground and he sees a banana up in the tree. Like he can either complain to everybody like, Hey, like that banana should come down to me. I shouldn't have to go to that banana. That's not fair. Or he can climb up there and get it and survive. If a monkey does that in the wild, he's going to die. If he sits down there and goes, that's not fair. That banana should come to me. It's going to die. But if he just steps up and does it, even if it's not fair and just makes it happen, he's going to survive. So, uh, don't know how that relates with this. I had a point, but again, I just took my first dab of the day. I've smoked uh, most of a joint, most adults, and I've only slept. I went to bed at three o'clock, three a.m. last night. Made a bunch of stuff for a Patreon drop tonight. I got excuses for days. I can keep going down the list, but I'm not going to because it really doesn't matter anyways. It's just excuses, right? Um, but yeah, fucking. Let's just take a dab on this. I can't even think straight right now. Literally, I shouldn't even take another dab. I'm going to take another dab. And this is going to just start spiraling out of control downhill. But that's okay. It'll be fun for everybody involved. We're far enough into this. we got to be at least 30 minutes into this fucking thing. So I think we're, we're good to just start getting dumb. Steal more water from this fucking giant pipe. Because this thing has a gallon of water in it. Let's see here. Yeah, my wife wanted to do photos of these this morning for the drop, and I'm like, but I need them. I need them so I can do weed on them and show people the weed I do. How's this thing work with no water in it? Weird. Hmm. That's a big, that's a heavy piece of glass. See, this water level is good. Again, don't even know the water level on this one. Oh, we should probably put a nail in there and stuff first, though, to really figure this out. <coughs> I really like doing these, like, colored stem and neck pieces. Uh, they really pop. I think that they're, like, 
one of the best representations of the RBR, just like visually, because it highlights the perk in these pieces, which is special, but then also gives you all that function because you get to see kind of like, you know, everything going on. So, because it's a clear piece essentially. Um, so, I think these are one of the best like RBRs to highlight the overall design um, because, again, like I said, shows off the perk because it's nice and bright and colored, and then you get to see all the function. Um, let's see, we got the high airflow one. Good, good. Yeah, put an insert in there. Definitely going to do a pillar in the high airflow. Yeah, man, I have not promoted that Patreon, and I just did it today, and, like, I was, like, having anxiety about it, and my wife's like, you got to promote it, because I wasn't going to. I, I was supposed to do it two days ago, and I keep avoiding it, and today's the day of the drop. She's like, you really need to promote the Patreon. She's like, I don't know if there's enough Patreon members to buy all this glass you made. And I was like, it's fine. I was like, it'll just sit then. And then, but, you know, I promoted it today, and they did it. I was like, I'm doing it. I'll promote it. I don't know why I feel weird about promoting my own product like that, even though I do podcasts and show it off. I don't know. I just feel like maybe it's not my own product. I feel weird about promoting the Patreon because like I've said before on the podcast, I love when people just kind of find it organically or that they're so interested in the brand and what I'm doing that they literally just find it because they've, they've watched the podcast or this or that. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> trying to get that crew bigger because Instagram is so weird. Like literally, um, I think I talked about it a little bit last episode, how like I've been seeing a lot of other folks, not just uh, glass artists, but also people who are photographers or car people, like all sorts of Instagrams, all the way to stand up comedians. Like people aren't getting the engagement they were before. Like there's been a massive drop off of engagement, but this past week guys, I don't know what's happened. My shit popped off again. Um, and I don't know if it's because I just stay consistent with the posting and I just kind of go through the valleys and the ruts of the fucking social media algorithms and stuff like that. And I'm never a person to be like, oh, algorithms this, algorithms that. Because I don't think like your success is based on an algorithm. But I think if you're someone who's consistent, you can actually see fluctuations in this online community. And there's only a few explanations for that when you're seeing it across the board on all demographics and interests. There's something going on with how things are reaching people. And I think the smart people call it an algorithm is what is kind of affecting it. But I'm not, again, I'm not the person that goes, man, the algorithm's fucking me right now. I can't get my work out there. I just keep posting it. I just keep going. I'll make a dumb video. I'll make a, I'll put a tech deck out and I'll put a tiny rig on a tech deck and take a mediocre dab on it where I suck half the dab down the neck. I mean, I'll do things. And a lot of like my peers or colleagues would be like, there's Evan again doing dumb shit. But it's like, dude, I'm literally over here on the side of the street dancing, trying to get people to notice me. That's what that is. I'm trying to get people to notice what I'm doing so they see my artwork and they see my function. Like, I'll do some dumb videos so that I can catch some new faces in there and they'll be like, oh, but what's, what other shit does this guy do? You know? A lot of people don't even like pick up them that I'm a glass blower though. A lot of people think I'm just like a, a dabbing Instagram where I'm like a, a dab kid that just, they're like, where'd you buy that piece? Like, that's most of the new people. And it's like, oh, I actually sell these. We do drops, yada, yada, yada. But no, we had like a ton of new people follow uh, this week and a bunch of people sign up for our newsletter too. And I was like, damn, this is like, hopefully all these people are like, you know, trying to scoop too because these are like so many new customers possibly. As someone that's a small business owner or an artist, like, if you really care about what you're doing, you're constantly terrified that people are eventually going to forget about you or not notice you. You you know it's inevitable no matter what. Eventually, you're not cool. Eventually, you're the old weird guy. You know what I mean? This is inevitable. So if 
if you if you're someone that actually thinks about the bigger picture and long term which that can be a slippery slope too you should live more in the moment not try to predict the future but you have to be aware of how things work out so you have to have a plan but again i I always get nervous about things like that and not being relevant so when i get a bunch of new followers new people sign up for the newsletter it gives me a little bit of relief i'm like oh there's a few people who um like 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 this shit there's new people who might be interested in trying to scoop a piece or or support our artwork you know i mean it's it's wild do you guys think in our lifetime fucking we'll go back to like bartering and trading and like like money won't be the same as it's always been for us. I think things are getting weird. But then again, I feel like every year I'm like, man, things are getting weird. Things are happening. It's like things are always happening. But but I feel like the I, I, don't you guys agree that the and I know you can't really answer because I'm talking to the camera right now. But the world just seems like it's getting wild, and everything's changing so fast. And I feel like I'm not educated enough to keep up with it. I'll be quite honest with you. And I think that's part of the plan. Have enough chaos and things moving quick enough that people are really too dumb to catch on. And by the time they do catch on, it happened 10 years ago and it's already too late. They're long gone with the money. So, yeah, I just think that there's some fucking clever folks out there that are getting mega rich right now and about to leave us all in the dust. It's got me nervous. The world's changing. Strange times. Not depressing times, though. I will say that. I, 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 I find things to be more um, interesting and kind of like making me think deeper rather than being like feeling like sad about it. But that could be more of a personal thing I'm doing where I'm trying to be more like, you know, not get hung up on. Not get hung, hung up on stuff so much that I be, become like, um, oh, what's the word? It's like it's like being negative, but there's a there's a better word for it. I can't think of it right now though. Um, but yeah, I don't want to become cynical and negative to the whole world because you know it's very easy to do nowadays because a lot of things are going on. A lot of people are having a hard time now. But now I'm just at the point where I'm like, shit is getting weird, strange, stranger than ever before. Things made so much more sense when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? But that could be because I was even more naive. Because in the 90s, there was horrible things and crazy shit happening, too. There was literally people cannibalizing millions of children in, in other countries, like eating people. Like, all, like what the There was like almost 800,000 children went missing in North Korea in the late 90s because they ate most of the, A bunch of kids got eaten, I think. I don't look into it. It's crazy. It's really crazy. It's like the march. Of, there's like this march where 500,000 children marched on a major city. And then those kids were gone like because the people, like, people got hungry. See a bunch of kids walking by. I don't know. This is dark. Check it out, though. <laughs> it's crazy. This happened in the late 90s, early 2000s, though. Like, there's always been awful things going on. So this is kind of like when I talk to, like, other friends and colleagues. I have some friends that are very just, like, dark and negative nowadays. and But they're realistic with things. They're, you know what? Things have always been happening awful. It's just, like, you're living in this one right now. You know? Like... There's always good things happening too. It truly is yin and yang. It's not just bad. But I think that like it's hard for me to to be like, well, yeah, bad things got to happen for good things to happen. Doesn't that sound really shitty? Like in my opinion, it does. But it's almost like what every ancient culture is always taught about is like good and bad kind of come together, yin and yang. It's what it is. It's not good. We're not saying it's good or it's bad. It's everything. Um, it's the balance of life. But man, I really wish our balance of life didn't require like so much suffering on a mass scale you know what i'm saying but there's a lot of folks on the planet now 
So, and if our phones and algorithms are more drawn to negativity online, then unfortunately our mental psyche is that, oh my God, everything bad is happening all the time. If every time you opened your phone, you saw like parents like crying a little bit because they were watching their kid have a good time, or you saw someone getting uh, a raise, or you saw someone like achieving something. If every time you opened your phone, you saw that, your perspective would be like, man, the world's fucking great. But most of the time when you open your phone, the hottest thing is the news article, this happened to so-and-so, this many people died here, this person's being taken advantage of, this person's feelings were hurt, whatever the situation is, and you're like, fuck, dude. Like, is this the whole world? Like, are things just shitty all the time? And that's why educated folks will tell you, get off your phone, because that's not reality. That's a that's a augmented reality, is your phone. That's a, it's a reality that a, has a huge filter on it. But yeah, strange fucking times. Again, I said a lot of dark shit there. I'm not depressed about it. I think things are interesting. <laughs> the end of this episode is for the real hardcore what's up everybody listening. They, no one will know what hit them and they, they, they listen to this one and they actually get this far. They're like, oh fuck, you guys are going to Google some crazy shit. Yeah, dude. I'm not even into the conspiracy shit anymore. I was when I first started smoking weed in like 2011 and 10. I was like, whoa, like ancient aliens and like conspiracies. And now as an adult, you realize that like there's really like, when, not not saying I'm fully grown up, but as I've learned more about history and listened to a lot of things, I'm like, oh my God, like shit's like, this is always happening. It's like nothing's changed. Like nothing changes if nothing changes though, right? So if we keep falling into the same patterns that we will have the same outcomes. I mean, that's just what it is. What do they call that? Insanity, right? Just keep doing the same thing over and expect different results. We're not going to get different results until we try something a little different. But what's the different thing to try, you know? These are the things we're solving on the What's Up Everybody podcast while I smoke hash. Actually not solving, just making blanketed statements and leaving people lost and confused. That's more what it is. Oh, you guys remember this, right? This is old. Back in the day when I used to use the turbo, original turbo meter. And I have to tap it three times and I couldn't do it. Because I have to say it. I have to say one, two, three in my head. Alright, we're almost there. Alright, take a dab on this. It's popping in this light. Yeah, history's crazy, guys. Get into it. Go watch some history. Don't get bored. Don't think about your history teacher at school. Think of it like a superpower, like you could predict the future and just see humans falling into similar patterns and ways to protect yourself and your community through knowledge of history. They're coming for me. They knew I was about to do drugs on camera. I'm talking about cannibalism and history. That's no bueno. Oh yeah, that's a low temper. That's okay though. I could have used more water. Oof. <coughs> GMO. <coughs> Garlic. <coughs> Garlic funk. Whoa. <coughs> I don't think I can finish that. Whoa. God, I'm all, I might have to smoke, start smoking hash in private again. Fuck, dude. Tell you what, my chest is feeling better though. Almost 100%. I just don't give myself a break. I don't sleep enough. 
I know last episode, I was like, yeah, I've been going to bed by midnight for like five nights in a row. Everything's great. Well, let me tell you, since last episode, oh, I've not been sleeping. I've been working to two, three in the morning every damn night. And the problem is, it's not because I'm stressed, not because I'm, well, I'm always stressed, but it's not the driving factor right now. Driving factor is I'm having fun. I'm talking to people on Patreon. They're like, we want this, we want that. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I'm a yes man. I say yes to too much shit. And then I'm like, okay, I want to have all these pieces for Patreon, all these accessories. <coughs> and I hate looking like I don't meet my goals. So I have too much pride. And then I work myself like a fucking animal. And then I smoke hash and get way too stoned. Because I'm so tired. I'm having to work so much. But these are my problems. And I'm so grateful they're mine. Could you imagine? There's, I mean, growing up. This again, I have to just think back to like all the hard work and all the things I went through. And how lucky I am now that like I could just fucking smoke weed, make content, uh, make pipes. Like that might not sound great to everyone. But for me, that was my dream. Like I'm a very simple fucking person. I like coffee. I like weed. And I like my alone time. And I really like making videos and stuff. Me and my friends, I mean, we're about to end this episode, but me and my friends, like, that's what we used to do as kids. Make skate videos, make, like, funny prank videos, like, like making content for early, like, social media, like, early MySpace in, like, 2000, like, three, four, and five, somewhere in there. It was, like, 2003 we started putting shit on there. Didn't have videos yet, but either way, like, we were making content. And now as an adult, I... You know, I have, like, a group of people around me. I got, like, my glass, my hash. I'm just... I feel like I'm I'm doing what I want to do. I think I am. It's pretty fucking dope. I don't even know where I am right now or what I am or who I am. But, yeah. Fucking dude. Yeah, sorry if it got a little dark in this episode, but it just made me think of a lot of stuff. You know, the combination of the weed and then the hash. I haven't taken a dab in a fucking couple days. That shit hits you. Well, I've been just smoking joints, like... Just chain smoking joints. I'm like, yeah, my lungs been bothering me. I should probably chain smoke king size joints for like a week to give myself a break. That was my version of a tolerance break. It was just like smoking a fucking quarter ounce a day of fucking flour. And just like, yeah, there's quick to- quick tea break, quick little tea break here, and we'll, we'll get back to dabbing next week. Still, people are like, oh, you're not smoking, but like, you know, I'm smoking like a quarter ounce a day. I'm smoking weed right now. It's happening. Whoa. It's going to be a neat day. I can already feel it. <laughs> I'm in a weird space. Sick. This was fun. You guys should join the Patreon, though. We do live hangouts. Um, I take your requests for pieces. We do two drops a month. Check out bmsglass.com. If you don't want to join the Patreon, at least check out bmsglass.com. Sign up for our newsletter. That way you get info about our public drops um, that happen once a month. And yeah, episode 108. A weird one, but also not so weird. Pretty much basically what's a bear bite podcast. Learn some history, guys. Seriously, it's fucking interesting. If you like smoking weed, you'll probably like history because you get way too into to zone out into it. This is not an edu- I'm not an educational pod- educational podcast. Okay, hear me. All right, get out of here. All right, thanks everybody. Episode 108. Fuck, dude, my nose is like this. All it's hash. Oh.